Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm sharing 13 key tips for surviving a COVID-19 lockdown. Here's part three. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is The Daily Dollop podcast, and my name is Kate. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub and The Healthy Eating Clinic. And I hope you're enjoying this lockdown series. And for those of you who are still in lockdown, probably Sydney is by the time this episode airs, which will be Friday. I'm recording this on a Sunday. I'm not sure if the Melbourne lockdown will be over by the time you guys hear this. And hopefully Canberra is not in lockdown. But gosh, we never know. There's just so much happening and things can change so, so quickly. Actually, I have to admit this whole like thinking about the future, like, When you hear this episode, it's the future, but I'm in the past. Anyway, it's kind of creeping me out a little bit. But fun fact about me is that I have a really long menstrual cycle. I know this is sounding really random and what has this got to do with lockdown? Nothing really, actually. But it does have to do with the fact that I'm really enjoying Instagram reels at the moment, which I shared in my last episode. Anyway, I was watching Instagram reels the other day and one came up that just made me laugh so hard because it was about your period being late and then the song that they played. And it's just so funny because my whole life I've had this really long menstrual cycle, which meant that according to the textbook, my period has always been late. But also during times of stress and poor mental health, I've gone months without a period and that's my body like being super, super stressed. It's not menstruating. So that's how I know I'm actually not doing well is when I don't get my period and happy to say that it's been pretty regular now for a good 18 months to two years, which is super, super great because prior to that, it's been all over the place. Anyway, this is the song that played with this girl and the caption says when my period is late and she just, it's just made me laugh. And I know you can't see this and I know this is not the same as reels and this is probably very bad broadcasting, but I just, I wanted to share it with you. It was so funny. (laughs) I just think that's so funny when your period is like, that's my period. He's not coming. Anyway, so on to the show today. We've got more tips on surviving the COVID-19 lockdown. And so moving into the last few, I left yesterday's episode with the clean as you go tip. The next tip is scheduling yummy food into your weekly meal plan. Now, the reason you want to do this is twofold. Firstly, it's a great way to support your local hospitality industry, cafes, restaurants, right? Go and order something from them, help keep people employed. It's really, really important. Um, The other reason why it's so good is that it removes any kind of black and white thinking that you might have from your nutrition because it's absolutely okay to eat yummy things that might not be healthy or nutritious, right? All food is food. All food contains some nutrition. It's just 
some foods are more nutritious than others and it's our overall habits and dietary patterns that make the biggest impact on our health. So, of course, if once a week you're getting something delicious from your favourite restaurant or cafe, that is absolutely fine. It's just when this becomes a regular part of your life that then our energy intake can dramatically increase and our nutrient density can drop. Now, I know this for a fact because part of my master's degrees master's degree research was around restaurant food and I actually was researching around kids menus at restaurants but both kids menus and adult menus restaurant food and takeaway food it doesn't matter whether it's you know from a fancy restaurant or from takeaway has a decreased amount of nutrition and increased energy fat sugar salt it's just more energy dense and lower nutrition in that food. So it's not something we want to be eating all the time, but certainly it's delicious and save your, you know, your once a week takeout for your favorite and really, really enjoy it. Don't call it a a cheat meal. Who are you cheating? What are you cheating? What are you cheating from? You're just eating, right? Just don't call it anything like that. Just, you're just eating, right? And, um, and that's a good thing to do. Tip number nine is assign chores to your kids. Because you're at home, the fact that you're all living in your home constantly means that your home is going to get messier and dirtier. And if this is going to be a source of stress for you because now all of a sudden not only are you trying to handle them schooling and working from home, is that now you feel like your house looks like a bomb's hit it every day and then trying to keep up with cleaning it, oh, it can be super overwhelming. Now, if you're the type of person who super doesn't care about a messy house, that is absolutely fine. There is no judgment from me. But I find because I do like a level of cleanliness in my home that if it builds up or I'm constantly cleaning the same room over and over again within like two days, oh, it makes me feel stressed. So I've made a big point over the years of really helping my kids be engaged in the home. They've been taught how to clean their toilet and they clean it once a fortnight. I get them to clean their bathroom, like wash their um, shower screens with um, like vinegar and these cleaning concoctions that I make. I get them to pick up the poo after the dog. They wipe their mirror doors in their bedrooms. I sometimes get them to vacuum. And they also have a daily roster where they alternate unstacking the dishwasher and stacking the dishwasher. So every single night they have to help out in the kitchen, um, cleaning the kitchen. And it's just a really great way to one, help them contribute to the family and learn these life skills, but two, like share the load. So it's not just it's not just a mom do- job, right? I'm lucky enough to have a partner who is very proactive in helping with the household chores. It's definitely a 50-50 split. I do all the, the food shopping and meal prep and he does all the washing. Seriously, he washes all the clothes every week puts them in the washing machine, hangs them out, folds them, put them away. He's that guy. He's amazing. And the 50-50 split because we both work full time just works and I think is important because, you know, we both have the same amount of free time as each other. It's not that I'm at home now and not working. So, yeah, I think definitely if you can get them involved, that's a really good idea. But you have to start slow. Like you can't just (laughs) – give your kids like 10 chores to do because they won't do it and you trying to keep up with getting them to do it 
will be overwhelming in itself. So just start off with one small thing, keep them accountable for a couple of weeks before you then add something else in. And then they start to, you know, actually automatically do it for themselves. Not always, <laughs> but sometimes. So, you know, just keep persevering, I'm sure. And their their future spouses are going to thank me. They will because my kids are great little helpers around the home. Tip number 10 is don't try and apply all of my tips. <laughs> How good is this one? Um, because this is the definition of overwhelm. I have three more after this and I, this is number 10. So what I want you to do after these three episodes is to just pick the ones that really resonated with you and go, these things are for me and then I want you to discard the rest. Please do not be a slave to the tips. The tips are there to serve you, not the other way around. You can actually just let some of those tips go in one ear and out the other. Just let them go. Don't let them weigh heavily on you. They're not here to judge you or make you feel guilty. You just you just find what's right for you and your family and then you shake the rest of the stuff off. That for me is super, super important because applying 13 tips, because I think that's how many I have. Oh, that's also the title of these podcast episodes, Kate. So yeah, 13 tips. It is crazy. You just won't be able to. There's just too many things. But hopefully there are a few things in there that you think that's actually really helpful and would really help me and my family. So do those things and let the rest of them go. Tip number 11 is write a list of things that you can do to help you cope with stress. I have recently been spending some time on my mental health, both in seeing a psychologist and also just spending time contemplating my mental health and thinking about it um, and just having some quiet time around it, particularly on my walks. And one of the things that I think I wish I'd done a long time ago is work out the strategies either obviously by getting help and talking to someone about it so I have strategies but then articulating those strategies down somewhere and regularly reminding myself of this is what I'm going to do when I feel stressed and there are lots of different techniques that you can use to help manage your stress and I'm also not a psychologist so I don't want to take the place of a professional here but certainly I think having a list of practical things that you can do and tools that really resonate and help you ready to go is kind of like when things are starting to get too much is what's your go-to. For me, I take a shower, I walk the dog um, or I play the piano. I find those three things really help calm me down. It's probably mostly for those things, distraction techniques. They just help me deal with the really distressing emotion that's built up by distracting my brain. But what I'm finding is then with time with my psychologist is working on the deep rooted beliefs. And as I'm starting to work on those, they'll stop me from getting so distressed in the first place. But it is nice to have some distraction techniques that I know work and just can help me if I'm feeling super overwhelmed and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm not coping. Now, obviously, like if I'm at work and I'm starting to feel like I'm not coping, I can't just randomly take a shower or walk the dog. So in those instances, I have people that I call, my husband or my mum, that I would do that and make those calls. Sometimes it's as simple as just walking outside, taking a few deep breaths, you know, um, using some techniques that I have learned from my psychologist and then heading back inside again and being like, okay, 
what's the next thing I can do? I actually also have the privilege of having a, a fellow business owner who's a neighbour in our Woden Clinic in Canberra, which is the main place where I work. And she owns the physiotherapy business um, with a partner that's just down the corridor. And they're the same as us, like probably quite a bit bigger, but they have like two practices and a big team. And she's been in business 20 years longer than I have. And so she's kind of like my business mum. And I have on a number of occasions literally walked into her office and burst into tears. And one of the things she said to me on one particular time when I walked into her office and cried, because I do that, is, all right, I know you're feeling distressed and emotional and that's fine and you get that out, but I don't want you to stay there. Where's your smart brain at? In terms of like, okay, this problem has just happened and you need to obviously process your emotion of it. But what I want you to do is flick into your smart brain. So start running numbers, you know, um, analyzing risks, making a plan um, and just doing some things. And, oh, I find that really, really helpful because I do experience emotion and I let it out. I'm just that kind of person. I'm a, I'm a good emotional letter-outer. But sometimes I have a tendency to stay in that emotion and then and then not know how to get myself out of it. So that just little snap of, okay, you've expressed your emotion, you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, you're not sure how to solve this problem. But then I remember I'm a smart, intelligent woman and I've got through a lot and I've built this business and just I really get my self-talk up there. I'm like, let's switch over into smart brain. How am I going to solve this problem? What do I need to do next? And I just, yeah, it's been a really cool thing. So um, anyway, I hope that helps, but definitely... I guess knowing what you're going to do when you feel like things aren't coping is is nice because then you get to the point where you're not coping and then you're like, what am I going to do? And then you think, oh, I have a list for that. Okay, next number tip is to create um, a job loss budget. Now, this is a pretty huge thing, but I guess one of the, the stresses of this whole thing is loss of income. For me, I've got the loss of a whole business. Like it I genuinely thought last year, I was like, this is it for my business. The, the the losses we copped in the first months of lockdown and then the time it took for us to recover would have meant we would have had to close our doors had we not received the government support. But one of the th- things that helped me really cope, particularly with making the, the lockdown plan this time around, is just nutting out worst case scenario. Like if the business had to close or if I lost my job, what needs to happen with our personal budget, what needs, what would need to happen with the business, you know, what are my liabilities with breaking contracts, like just actually mapping out the worst case scenario and the plan of how much money am I going to need and what's this going to, what's going to happen and what changes would we have to make then helps you take out the uncertainty of worst case scenario, which often I find for me helps me deal with it better because then I think, okay, that's what's going to happen in the worst case scenario all right, it's pretty crappy, but I can handle that. So that kind of plan can be super helpful. Maybe you need to sit down with your partner and work out what would happen if one of you lost your jobs or your income was lost and make a plan for how you're going to handle it. So you just take out the uncertainty. Hopefully we all get through this without any major, um, you know, financial losses, but it's certainly a reality. And I think we can take away a lot of the uncertainty by just mapping that out. Anyway, I don't know if that's a great tip or not. I've certainly found it helpful for me. 
Lastly is it's okay for lockdown to be about you. You know, you might have people that you need to look after, protect, care for, feed, school, manage in your job, but don't forget about you. You can't pour from an empty cup. Your body needs to move. Your body needs nourishing food to eat and you need to sleep and you need to have time to unwind and de-stress. So take away the guilt for prioritizing yourself because without that, you cannot be the best person to look after everybody else. So on that note, may we all survive this crazy pandemic and come out the other side stronger, better people for it with built up character. And yeah, let's keep looking after each other and we'll see you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode. Yeah.